Have you ever set New Year's resolutions only to find out that it's the end of January and you already haven't followed through or taken any action? Or how about a word for the year? I am guilty of choosing a word every year and then I get to the end of the year and I can't tell you what my word was. So these processes are not really helpful in the long run. If you are struggling to set goals that cater to your well-being while taking into account all of the what-ifs that come with parenting an anxious child, I just want you to know that you're not alone and this episode is for you. What we're going to focus on is how can you create intentions that not only help you manage your anxiety, but also improve your child's life and your family life as well. As we head into this new year, I think it's important that we focus on setting intentions instead of resolutions. And we're going to answer the question of what's the difference between the two by first looking at the differences between them, how your nervous system comes into play, and then working through some journal questions that will help you narrow down your intentions based on some questions that we're going to work through. Welcome to the Mental Notes Show, the show for ambitious moms ready to break the cycle of anxiety for themselves and their families. I've been in your shoes. I know the weight of holding it all together for a family when you're barely holding it together for yourself. And sometimes it can feel lonely and overwhelming. I'm your host, Deanna Pacina. I'm a certified parenting coach, behavioral consultant, counselor in training, and wife and mom. I know what it's like to feel alone in parenting an anxious child. I thought I could do it all on my own, but it was learning how to manage my anxiety and connect with a community that made all the difference in how I show up for myself and my family. This podcast is your sanctuary, a place where we get real about the struggles and triumphs of parenting anxious kids while managing our own personal growth. We'll dive deep into communication hacks, identifying those sneaky triggers, and creating a home that's more peace and less chaos. So grab your favorite cup of something warm and let's go. Okay, let's jump in and talk about resolutions and intentions. Resolutions often come with a success or failure label. The American Psychological Association points out that overly ambitious resolutions can lead to disappointment. And there's a couple of reasons why. Resolutions bring with them pressure, or a lot of times we will set unreasonable goals. There is this immense pressure to achieve a better version of ourselves in the new year, which also sends the message that you weren't enough in the previous year if you're having to create goals so that you can be better than you were this past year. And so that pressure combined with a competitive culture can lead to setting goals that are really difficult to reach. And that can impact your mental health and ultimately create a cycle of where you're just slipping back into old habits over and over again. Resolutions also have a high failure rate. Statistics show that a significant percentage of people fail to keep their New Year's resolutions. About 23% quit in the first week and only 36% make it past the first month. Overall, only 9% of people successfully keep their resolutions for the entire year. So you have permission to set your resolutions aside because clearly they're not effective. And the primary reason for why these resolutions fail is timing. And so people will set a resolution just because it's the new year and they're not ready to commit to them. The reasons why people don't meet those goals is they say that they've lost motivation. That's what 35% of people say. 
19% say it's because they're too busy, and then 18% say that they have faced changing goals and priorities. Now, intentions are different. Intentions are about the journey and not the destination. They are adaptable and forgiving and flexible. For example, instead of saying, I want to lose weight, having a resolution of I want to lose weight, your intention could be, I want to nurture my body with healthy food and movement. When you have anxiety and you are parenting a child who has anxiety, there are so many things that can pop up throughout the course of a year to derail you. So having that flexibility and really embracing the journey is extremely important. Research indicates that there are significant differences between resolutions and intentions in terms of their effectiveness and their impact on your mental health. The first of these is flexibility. Intentions are more flexible compared to resolutions. Resolutions are often rigid goals and failing to achieve them can make you feel like you have failed and add stress on top of stress. On the other hand, intentions allow for adaptability and change reducing the pressure and increasing the likelihood of your long-term success. Mindfulness is another area where they're different. Intentions encourage mindfulness and present moment awareness. They focus on the process and the journey rather than just the goal. And this can lead to increased satisfaction and reduced anxiety compared to resolutions. Intentions also provide us with self-compassion and kindness because they're not tied to success or failure. This contrasts with resolutions, which often can lead to self-criticism and negative self-talk when we don't achieve the resolutions that we set for ourselves. And perhaps most importantly is long-term success. I already shared with you that only 9% of people follow through on their resolutions. And research suggests that setting intentions can lead to more sustainable behavior change compared to resolutions. And that's because intentions focus on intrinsic motivation and personal values, which are more effective drivers of your behavior than an extrinsic motivator like societal pressure or expectation. So to wrap it up, resolutions focus on the end result and intentions focus on the jury. This shift in focus can lead you to a more sustainable behavior change, reduced stress, and increased self-compassion. Now I want to talk about how your nervous system plays into setting intentions. Managing our anxiety is crucial when we are trying to set intentions because stress can hijack our nervous system, leading to fight, flight, freeze, or fawn responses, which can impact our ability to follow through on our goals. Throw in your anxiety or your child's anxiety, and it's not a question of if something will come along to trigger these responses. It is a question of when. And when we are under stress, our body goes into survival mode. This is an automatic response from our ner nervous system to protect us from perceived danger. And while this response can be helpful in real life-threatening situations, it can be problematic when it's triggered by everyday stressors, like your child texting you 25 times from school over something that really is not a big deal, but to them is the end of the world. <laughs> so let's look at the fight response first. That This response prepares us for a perceived threat by triggering a surge of adrenaline, which increases our heart rate and our blood pressure. This can lead to aggressive behavior. It can manifest itself as frustration or anger when we face obstacles in reaching our goals. I like to call fi the fight responses I'm going into mama bear mode. And for me, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I can feel it in my body and I know that that's, that's what's happening. 
Flight response is the opposite. It's our body's way of preparing us to run away from danger. In the context of goal setting, this might look like avoiding or procrastinating on tasks that you find challenging or stressful. The freeze response happens when we become paralyzed in the face of stress or danger. When it comes to our goals, this might look like feeling stuck or overwhelmed and being unable to take actions towards achieving those goals because we're so overwhelmed. And then the fawn response is when we're trying to please others or diffuse conflict. I'm really guilty of this one. I'm an Enneagram 9, so that comes into play here for sure. When we're setting goals, though, this might lead us to prioritize pleasing other people instead of focusing on our own needs and desires, which can hinder our progress. So each of these responses can interfere with our ability to focus and make decisions and take action, all of which are crucial for reaching our goals. This is why it's important to manage your stress and anxiety effectively, because otherwise it can derail you pretty quickly. By learning to regulate your nervous system, you can respond to stress in healthier ways and increase your chances of successfully achieving your goals. While we are not going to go into specific strategies that you can use to regulate your nervous system in this episode, it will be something that I focus on in future episodes. According to a study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, reflection can improve our ability to learn from our experiences. The first step in starting intentions is starting with reflection. I want you to grab a journal and I want you to spend some time thinking about the highs and lows of 2023. What were your wins? What challenges did you face? Remember, this exercise is about observation and not judgment. And if you're like me, you're probably thinking, I cannot remember what I did yesterday. How am I going to remember what I did in January or February? Well, I have you covered. Pull out your phone and go to your photos and go back to January and scroll through those photos as a reminder of all of the big and the little things that happened throughout the course of the year. Now let's dive into the specifics of this journaling process. Here are some questions to help you guide your reflection. What were your most significant accomplishments in 2023? What were your biggest challenges? What were the most joyful moments? What were the most stressful moments? How did you manage your anxiety throughout the year? Or did you not manage your anxiety throughout the year? What did you learn about yourself in this past year? In what ways do you feel like you've grown as a mom and as an individual? What are some things that you would like to change or stop in 2024? And what are some things that you did well in 2023 that you want to continue doing into 2024? Now, as you answer these questions, I want you to remember to be kind to yourself. This isn't about self-criticism or regret, but about understanding your journey and planning for a more intentional future. So when it comes to setting those intentions, we really want to make sure that we start small. If your intention is to have more family time, begin with scheduling a weekly game night. Flexibility means if one week doesn't work out, then you try again the next week and there's no guilt attached to it. Here's some other examples. If your intention is to prioritize self-care, let's say in answering those questions, you realize that you didn't really do a good job last year of taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself. Start with a simple routine that you can easily incorporate into your day. 
Maybe you start your day with a short meditation. I know I use the Peloton app and I do the five minute meditations because I don't have time or I can't focus enough to do the 10 minute meditations. Maybe you take a short walk during your lunch break or maybe you start taking relaxing baths before you go to bed. It's not about perfection, but it's about taking small steps towards your overall intention. And if you miss a day, don't beat yourself up. You simply try again the next day. Let's say your intention is to manage your anxiety better in 2024. You could start by learning and practicing one new coping strategy each week. And quite frankly, if you're listening to this podcast, it tells me that you're somebody who's looking for those types of answers. What are some other podcasts that you could listen to? What are some deep breathing exercises that you could try? Journaling, yoga, or any other technique that resonates with you. Again, it's not about mastering these techniques but it's gradually incorporating them into your life. And if a strategy doesn't work for you, that's okay. Just try a different one. Like I, I'm not a fan of yoga. I don't like it. I don't like having to focus in that way and I'm not comfortable with it. On the other hand, I do like Pilates. So find what works for you and stick with that. Or maybe your intention is to improve communication with your child. A good starting point would be to set aside a specific time each day for uninterrupted conversation. This could be during dinner, before bed, or any other time that works for both of you. I don't know about anyone else, but it feels to me a lot of times like teenagers especially want to have these really deep conversations at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) So know that when they want to have those conversations might not be when you want to have them, but if you have that intention, then you need to be open and flexible to allow those conversations to occur in a way that's comfortable for them. Because ultimately, what you want to do is create a safe space for open and honest communication. And if your day gets too busy and the conversation doesn't happen, again, don't stress. Just make it a point to intentionally try to have that conversation the next day. According to a study in the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, setting smaller realistic goals is associated with higher long-term success rate. So you have permission to set aside these massive, life-changing resolutions that are just going to change everything in your life because they don't work. They're not realistic. Instead, look back through that list of questions, the list of journaling questions, and identify what themes came up for you. What are some things where you look at it and you're like, oh gosh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. This is something that's important to me and this is what I want to work on. That is a much more realistic and, no pun intended, intentional way to go into a new year. And what you're doing is instead of setting yourself up to fail, you're setting yourself up to win because you're focusing on growth and you're focusing on opportunity and you're focusing on embracing the journey. So remember, the shift from resolutions to intentions is about creating a sustainable, compassionate approach to your goals. It's about progress, not perfection. I'd love for you to share your intentions with us on social media. You can go to my Instagram at Deanna Piscina, or you can join us in the Anxious Moms Parenting Anxious Kids Facebook group, and I will leave a link to that in the show notes for you. So friend, here's to a year filled with growth, understanding, and kindness. I want to thank you for being here today because I love spending time with you, and I love learning with you. I would love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And if you found value in this episode, please share it with a friend and then come hang out with me on Instagram at Deanna Piscina or in our Facebook group, 
anxious moms parenting anxious kids. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.